This is The Immigrant View, a podcast for immigrants by immigrants. Welcome to the show. The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantNetworks.com. Hello, everyone. It's a great pleasure being here with you today. Welcome to The Immigrant View. I'm really excited for our uh, conversation today. I got the doc in the building. As I like to say, um, we're going to have a really great conversation. Uh, this is a great chance to learn from a life story, to be inspired by a life story uh, from where he started to where he is today. So who exactly do we have on the show today? We have um, Vice Provost and Vice Associate Vice President of Research uh, at the University of Calgary. He's been a professor and Canada Research Chair in the Project management space in the uh, Skuklia. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I can't say this word. Schulich. Schulich. I almost went to school there. Uh, Schulich School of Engineering, founding director of the Center for Project Management Excellence and a director of PM since 2005 at the University of Calgary. He's published over 170 technical papers and has been recognized with many national and international awards for teaching, for research, for service, graduate education, and internalized uh, inter- internalization. I, you know what, doctor? I have no idea why my tongue is uh, playing a fool on me this morning. Um, but is someone that I'm really passionate about, uh, someone that truly we felt it would be great to bring him on the podcast to share his life story because I strongly believe this would add great value to you. And most importantly, he's an immigrant. Who do we have here today? We have Dr. Janika Ruampura. You know, my tongue, doctor, uh, is, is playing tricks on me today. So uh, my apologies uh, so far, but how are you doing? It's a pleasure having you. Yes, uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you, Ayo, for inviting me uh, for today to speak about uh, uh, the life. Speak about the life story about myself and as a Canadian immigrant. So, uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Wonderful. I mean, when I, when I'm reading this accolades, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, "Wow, this is awesome!" Over a hundred plus uh, research. This is just fantastic. But then um, you started out like many of us as a student, would love to hear your story. When did you come to Canada? Uh, what would you say were some of the challenges that you faced early on when you first arrived? Yeah, so I, um, I, I was born and raised in uh, Colombo, Sri Lanka. So I actually have the distinguishing pleasure uh, being an international student in both the United States and Canada. Oh, wow. So I moved to Canada in 1997 for my PhD, uh, for my doctoral studies at the University of Alberta uh, in Edmonton. Um, so, you know, interesting when you when you talk about the challenges, I mean, you know, to be honest, like I, I've been, I must say that I've been privileged, uh, maybe fortunate uh, that I don't call myself that many challenges that I faced. Uh, both as a student, as an immigrant. I mean, uh, you know, uh, the reason is because I come from a country where there is a lot of hardworking uh, individuals who had struggled to rose up to the top because we don't have the same resources that many other countries have. Mm -hmm. 
from where our schools to our universities, I think, you know, I mean, the simple example is that the days that I was doing my grade 12 exam, equivalent to a high school here in Canada, right? Only 6% or even less than 6% of the people, students get to go to university. And wow. there's a university entrance. And that's very competitive. Very, very competitive. Wow. And not only that, there are marking schemes for each of the disciplines. So the competitiveness is like way beyond. And at that time, there was nothing called private universities. So if you do not get a chance to go to a public university, then they struggle to do the second time grade 12 exam to go to the university, a third time go to the university, right? Wow. So, so they put this enormous effort. So many of the Sri Lankans that I noticed that, especially with an undergraduate degree from Sri Lanka come to Canada or elsewhere, are very competitive, very good, outstanding students. So as a result of that, we went through that, you know, uh, these hardships over there, right? Mm. Being, you know, uh, trying to do the right thing in the most excellent way. So when I came, I was kind of prepared to a certain extent, but I right. think I would be lying if I said I, I was not prepared to, 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 for everything in Canada though, but little by little through learning, getting amalgamated into this Canadian system, uh, you know, with everything, and whether it is from studies to culture, to the values, to environment, like, I mean, I'll give an example. When I was doing my master's at Arizona State University, I got a call from the graduate director of the University of Alberta saying, but Janaka, you, you are from Sri Lanka, you know, and you now live in, you know, in, in Tempe, Arizona. It's quite hot. Edmonton is a very cold place. Are you willing to come to Canada? So my first question is, do people live in there? They said, yes. I said, then, well, well, there's no issue. Then I'll come to right? So, so things like that, I think we had to get adjusted to every single thing in terms of that. I think that's my way of responding to the question about how I responded to the challenges that I faced. But mm. the key is, if you're determined, if you're optimistic, if you're confident, if you're doing the right thing, right. I think our immigrants can do way great things, you know, and, and the challenges come, you deal with challenges and you move forward with your life. I like that. I, I like that mindset of, look, challenge is not necessarily a big deal. We've all come across it. You just have to rise above it and and and, and be you and do you and, and, and do very well, which, which is a, a great mindset to definitely have. And, and I, I like that. Why did you, why did you select Canada um, at the end of the day? I know you alluded to you being called at one point, but what made you think of the University of Alberta? You were in a nice, sunny, beautiful Arizona, which probably reminded you of back home. And you go from that to negative. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I have, a, I have a, an investment property in, in Alberta, and I came to visit one time. I think that's the last time I'm going to visit, you know, <laughs> you know, when that, when that airport door opened and I came out and, and the, the, the wind of Edmonton blew through my bald head immediately. I'm like, okay, get the property manager here for them to handle everything. You're not coming back here. But why did you go from an Arizona all the way there? What caught your attention about, 
Alberta. What was sold to you about Canada and Alberta? Yeah, good, very good question. Because when I was in Sri Lanka, we were we were very much used to the British system, right? Because we were under the British colony. So even when we when we were looking for opportunities, I think I was looking at more opportunities in the UK. But of course, thanks to the US Fulbright Scholarship, I went to United States. While I was in the United States, um, I was looking for opportunities for PhD programs in the US because my, my scholarship with the US Fulbright was limited to a master's only. That's the opportunity we got for the Sri Lankan Fulbright students. Um, but, and then at the same time, I did not have a PhD program at my own university in the area that I was looking at that. So I was looking at construction, engineering, and management. You know, Arizona State University did not have the PhD. Otherwise, I would have stayed in, in Arizona. You know, I mean, that's, okay. that's probably the, uh, the, the, the right answer for that. But while I was applying for, um, uh, for the U.S. universities, I was looking at some of the top universities in Canada for the construction, engineering, and management. Of course, University of Alberta program is the best in Canada, without, even today. Um, so I, I applied it. Again, it was, it was just a, a guessing game, right? But when the graduate director called me, we actually had a gentleman's agreement. Uh, basically, uh, he asked me, what, what can we do to make you come to, to Edmonton, to University of Alberta? And I said, I've come from a very poor country. I don't have money to pay for my graduate studies. If you can arrange a scholarship based on my you know, uh, educational qualifications, and if you think that I deserve to get a scholarship, because now I know that these are not just given, it's very, very competitive, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, if I can get a scholarship, then I'll give you my word, I'll come to Edmonton. So graduate director also gave a verbal uh, a confirmation and said, I mean, by looking at your CV, I think we can make, make that happen. Wow. So I kept that word. And I, I actually had to say no to some of the US opportunities and decided to come to Canada, which I, I think one of the best decisions I have taken in my life. Mm. And that's what I think sometimes we have to, like when we give a word, whether it's a, you know, we are, we are not signing in a piece of paper, but it was an oral commitment that I have given. But I had to, I had to keep that word which I really value that. Sometimes if this is something that we need to do that. If you promise somebody for something that with a, with a really, um, you know, I would say mutually beneficial way, you know, keeping that promise had a, made a huge difference for me because I've worked with one of the top experts in the world in that area, wow. which changed my life. And I, you know, so much indebted to him, uh, Professor Simon Aburisk, from the University of Alberta. And I also want to mention the graduate director, uh, Professor Samuel Ariratnam, who is now actually at Arizona State University, right? Oh, okay. how ironic. <laughs> so, so working with someone like Dr. Aburis, you know, with closely associating with Professor Ariratnam, you know, changed my life. I mean, they really trained me to be one of the best academics for Canada. And I immediately, when I finished my PhD program, I started the work at the University of Calgary in 2001, you know, within three and a half years, which I think is the right decision, I think. But of course, after I came to Canada, of course, I realized, I must admit that I didn't, I didn't look at all the other things about Canada. I was simply looking at the opportunity. And the opportunity was given. I took the opportunity. Then after I moved into Canada, I realized how great that place was. Right. 
you know, I, I feel sorry for that, that you, you don't, you didn't like the weather in Edmonton, but I'm, t- I'm telling you, <laughs> weather has not bothered me at all. You know, really? while I've been in Alberta for 21 years, I sometimes feel it's difficult to come to a place like Ontario, Quebec. It's more humid, right? We have a dry cold here, and particularly in Calgary, we have with Chinooks, it has not really bothered me. I mean, you know, again, that's another challenge some people might consider. So, so the way that I look at it is that Canada is a fantastic place, you know, multicultural place with, you know, different nations, with different cultures, with different heritage. They welcome immigrants so much. They give opportunities. They set them up for success, right? Of course, as immigrants, we need to play that very well with Canada too, right? We have a role to play in that. I think if that if that connection would make us great for immigrants because Canada needs various types of immigrants, skilled or unskilled, with different trades or different services. So that's how I moved into Canada without knowing much. But I think for some reason, it was the best decision. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. You've written over 170 technical papers. I'm sure that number has probably grown uh, since uh, this uh, was written. And you're vice provost, assistant, uh, associate vice president research as well. How are you able to, what, what is the secret to this success and high output energy? You know, going back to that same thing that I started about saying that I was very well trained and uh, uh, in Sri Lanka, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the work ethics, the way that we uh, got to work, hardworking efficiently, you know, trying to do things in, in the most accomplished way is something that I grew up from my school days, right? Mm-hmm. So when I started as an academic at the University of Calgary as an assistant professor, I mean, you know, I mean, the immediate challenge for me, so as any other academic, you know, we, we call a tenure process. Academics will have to get tenure within four to six years. You know, you have to write papers, you have to teach, you have to provide service and leadership. You know, it has to do everything in a balanced manner. Right. You know, so we plan for that, you know, because again, you know, if you want to become an academic, you have to have that commitment that you will get to the tenure, you will, you will be successful through the tenure. So my first six years was, was to get my tenure to ensure that put my seeds in the right way so that, you know, uh, you have to do your teaching properly so that the students will recognize, the department will recognize, the faculty will recognize, and at the same time, do research where... You have to raise research dollars from federal government, maybe provincial, municipal, industry, you know, so, so things, you know, you have to really work hard. Everybody needs to work hard. So that helped to build a, a large research program for me. And then uh, right after I got my tenure and became an associate professor, I got, the, I got a surprise from the U- University of Calgary from Schulich School of Engineering they wanted to nominate me for a Canada research chair, which was actually like, it was, you know, the best news that I heard while I was working there as a researcher. I said, yes, happy to do it. So I went through that process, became a Canada research chair. Then my research program became quite big, right? With funding. 
At one time, I actually had about close to 25 graduate students working for me. Wow. And part of our process is also to write technical articles, what we call refereed journal papers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also to, uh, to do refereed papers presented at conferences. So, you know, with that large group, of course, you know, we manage, you know, we were not, I was not playing in the counting game, but it naturally came as a productivity of that and came through, I think, I think it's about 180 plus technical papers. But during the last five years, my productivity was less because when I took the administrative job as vice provost international in 2013, and then of course, with that new role as an associate vice president research, of course, I'm full-time administrator at the University of Calgary. So my research activities in the last three, four, three to four years was less, right? But then I took a risk while I was going to a peak as a researcher to decide to change the direction, to go to an administrative leadership position through a competitive process, which I got it. That changed my life, what I call, took a risk from an academic to a, uh, to a senior leader at the campus, which gave me a new challenge to deal with something that I have never done in my life, which is called internationalization or global engagement, right? You know, and so I took it and uh, it's a matter of setting up a vision, you know, be confident, be optimistic, you know, have a proper plan for yourself, taking risks, you know, um, and to ensure that that you can be uh, successful uh, in terms of taking any opportunity or a challenge that you, uh, to, uh, you take. Fantastic. You know, I was just about to say, what was your your um your advice for uh, immigrants coming in who are looking to do their phds uh, and i think those last few words that you threw out there probably just summed it up really well um being uh, optimistic being confident making sure you have a plan and really pursuing i, I really really like like that so um any other any further advice for any immigrants that are looking to do their phd and hopefully looking to chart your uh, take your path you know, any any international student, my advice is that you, you've been fortunate to get that opportunity because it's a very competitive process, especially for a PhD from any university in Canada or elsewhere. So when you get the opportunity, make sure that you, you, you target yourself to complete your PhD within a good time framework, right? I mean... I have graduated 21 PhDs, so I think you know, but average is about four and a half years to get a to do a good PhD, right? Uh, so you have to take your courses very well, take good grades, work with your supervisor, your PhD supervisor, to ensure that you have a proper research a plan, a proposal, get the buying, have a good committee uh, that would support you, right? Depending on the nature of the PhD, of course, you may have to connect with people outside of the university for various other purposes. Maybe it's data collection, interviews, questionnaires, you know, uh, doing some research work. Relationships are critical, right? Very important, the relationships. The relationship between you and your PhD supervisor, the relationship between you and your PhD committee is really, really important. The relationships that you built between yourself and what we call the stakeholders of that entire PhD program, because you are doing the PhD, but you're getting support from everyone else, right? So that relationships are really critical. 
and you determine and you do well, get your PhD, that means you just got one hurdle, then you have other challenges to move on, right? So that, that's my advice to them. So do it well, have a, have a set up a good plan. Again, I'm, you know, I, I talk about the planning a lot because my area is project management. So setting up a vision, put a plan together, set up your targets are something that I talk all the time and I apply them to myself, right? I've been doing that one over the years. Uh, that's my advice to any international student or a local student who would be planning to take a PhD. Wonderful. You know, Dr. Janaka, this has been fantastic. I think I've lost you for, okay, you're back. I wanted to say thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Um, just reading through your profile and some of the things that you've accomplished uh, is uh, inspiring for me. You know, there, there is always that, you know, there's the danger to settle. And I think one thing about immigrants is when you, uh, when you see others that are doing so many amazing things, it makes you go, what have you done? You know, go, let's keep going. Let's keep moving. What's the next thing? What next? What next? Let's keep pushing. So thanks for being a shining light for many of us to look at, um, a place uh, for us to strive towards as well. And your level of excellence is uh, definitely something that we want to emulate. So uh, thank you so much for joining and being a part of the podcast. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Ayo, for inviting me. All the very best for, uh, for the newcomers and immigrants to Canada. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Why don't you do us a favor and share this podcast with a friend or colleague? The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantsNetworks.com. Hi, I'm Nick Narani, founder and CEO of Immigrant Networks. Listen, if you're an immigrant or an international student looking to find a job and expand your network in Canada, Immigrant Networks is for you. Immigrant Networks, we say networking to get working. It is a community built by immigrants just like you to help you overcome one of the biggest challenges that immigrants have when they come here, and that is finding and retaining a job. Visit our website today and get matched within days with someone from your profession and learn and grow. Immigrant Networks. Networking to get working. Music provided by bentsound.com.